I'm still hearing music upstairs. You hear music upstairs? I told you I have tinnitus. I can't hear anything but... So you think we're ready to start? Yep. Do you want to cancel this week, too? Yeah, let's just cancel. I'll cancel if you cancel. No way, dude. We're not very good at calling each other's bluff. Remember when we got married? Yeah, I can't believe you showed up. I can't believe you sent me the forms via FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <gasps> what do we do now? Shit. Okay, I can tell a little story. Okay. This one is about vanity and indulgence and what's it called when you buy things that you don't need? Extravagance. Extravagance. Okay, so I'm away at work. This work- is a terrible story. Okay, this is go a great ahead. story. Mm-hmm. Working hard, doing the kind of work that I do, which is... Go to the Super Bowl. Not so different from coal miners where <laughs> I'm literally at the Super Bowl with my friend. And Candace calls me and she's like, hey, I found this cool. And it was a piece of jewelry and it was very expensive. It wasn't just a piece of jewelry. It was a kind of watch. It was and- a Rolex with a whole face of diamonds. Let's just call it what it is. It was an 18 karat gold white Rolex, which you can barely find in the okay. lady's eyes. I was trying to be modest. And it had a full face okay, of pave diamonds. And I'd never okay. seen anything like that. I was trying to be Because honest. it didn't have, it had a fluted to bezel too. There's a part of this that you don't, there's a part of this whole equation that you don't know about yet okay go ahead okay cut to two weeks ago we ran into a very good friend of mine who i've known forever who i adore who candace has had a crush on since she met him forever ago but candace is married to me and he's married to his wife so thank goodness there's not a lot to worry about there before we left him he showed us his watch which was baller and he's like i got a guy in midtown if you ever need anything special and i was thinking to myself valentine's day is coming up Candace always says to me she likes to collect like jewelry and watches and shit. So I was going to call him up and be like, yo, connect me and help me pick out like the perfect special Oh my vintage. God, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Vintage and like have it be amazing and we'll make something magic. So then when you called me <laughs> and you were like, I found it and it's the most perfect and it has all those words that you just used to describe it and you're like, can I get it? I had no idea. I was sort of like, well, it takes a little bit of the... I don't means I don't get to surprise her, but it still means that five years from now you'll be ten years from now you'll be able to give you, Franny and twenty years from now I'll be like your father bought this for yeah. me for Valentine's. Yeah. But also, I could tell on the phone that you had been drinking. <laughs> I have your been. tell is vivid, I know. Candace. My voice goes up like, like three a quarter octaves. of an octave. No, it's just a little bit. Normally, Candace talks like this when like she's this. drunk. She's like, "Hey, <laughs> oh, you've been drinking." No. I found this watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with Joe. And like, I'm with Joe. And we're down there. And like, given I took him on an amazing, Joe and I had an amazing weekend trip together at the Super Bowl. But talk about cost effectiveness. SeatGeek gave us the tickets in exchange for an ad in my videos. We didn't have to pay for those. We flew coach, pretty good price on the, on the airplane tickets. And then the hotel room we stayed in was one of the, gnarliest hotel rooms I've been in in a long time was very cost. We were in a very financially efficient weekend. Drunk wife calls, needs to get a watch. (laughs) And then this is not, the story doesn't have a happy ending. Now she wants to take it back. I took it back. You did? I'll tell you why. So heartbreaking. I wore that watch for like four hours and I was like jumping up and down, showing everyone in the bar my watch. Like, look what I just got. My husband said yes, and here's the story. And then I get home, and I'm lying in bed. And every, like, hour or so, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, my God. 
I can't believe I did that. I do not need this watch. And then I'd be like, mm, but it's pretty. And then I go back to bed. That happened like four times. Finally, at five in the morning, I took the watch off my wrist and I didn't put it on again. And I took it back because it's way too extravagant. I don't know why it didn't occur to me sooner. What, what were our children doing when you were drunk on a Saturday afternoon buying Rolexes? You know, we've got people for that. This is what happens when I go away and you say, don't worry about honey, I've got the kids? <laughs> no, she, the, Melissa was with them. Okay. From noon. You were drunk at noon? No, I left them at 12.30. I left them to go have lunch with my girlfriends. And I was back by 8. P.M.? Yeah. How, where'd you go to lunch? That's a, that's a long afternoon. A terrible, terrible Tex-Mex place. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. Wait, hold on. Are you still getting me a watch for Valentine's Day since I took this one back? Or is that no, totally the off the table? No, the whole thing is just gone. The balloon's Fuck. been deflated. Uh, now I was just going to get you what I normally get you. What is that? A card with a spinning wheel with coupons? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a text message with a GIF in it. Something real nice. It just lets you know how no, I feel. I don't need anything. Did you change the password yet? No, but that's so funny. You changed it to that, didn't you? <laughs> So I had Casey's um, Chromebook or something like that, and I couldn't get in. It wasn't it was, a Chromebook. It was Microsoft. Don't anybody think that this is the password that I would use on a Google account. It isn't. It's oh, the no, password it like, used in a Microsoft account. It was just the password. It wasn't even that. It was just the password to get into the thing. Okay. Continue, darling. And, and I, I asked you what your password was, and you're like, let me just check. I can't remember. And I sent you the link to like change the password or something. And you go, oh, I remember what it was. And I go, okay. And you're like, ask me what it is. Candace, Candace, ask me what the password is. Ask me what it is. I said, okay, what's the password? You go, it's the same password for everything in my life. Candace is the greatest. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so fucking gullible. I was like, oh my God. And like <laughs> my whole body got warm and I was like, that is just the sweetest thing. And then I was like, wait, no way. <laughs> No way. No, I just did that. To that so, but you're so thoughtful. Like I'm that. so thoughtful. I know. I'm so thoughtful. Speaking of thoughtfulness, um, in YouTube culture, um, my friends Ethan and Ela of H3H3 are having a baby. And I know that you and Ela have been texting, but I watched their video about gender reveal. Mm-hmm. They're having a little boy and naming him Theodore. Cute. I know. Mm-hmm. How adorable. Adorbs. Kind of makes me think about it. Another one? I'm just saying. The only reason I'd have another one is so that we could have a boy and name him our special name. But what happens if it comes out a girl again? It just keeps happening. I know. I don't think I could have three girls. There's so many women in our house. You already have a boy. Yep. He's a champion, too. I'm scared I'll screw that up. The next boy will be bad. Next boy will be one of those kids that's just like rotten and plays Fortnite for 17 hours a day. No. I bet you Owen's never played Fortnite. He's too busy with his studies. He's also too old for Fortnite. I think I was thinking the other day about like screen time and stuff like that. I think by the time our daughters are old enough, it's not going to be an issue. There's going to be something else to worry about. It's going to be a seed planted in the back of their heads. Um, yeah. So, am I allowed to say that you're going to see a therapist tomorrow? So Casey is going to see his very own therapist tomorrow for the first time, which I thought I'd be excited about, and I'm not. What you, nobody wants to go to therapy. It's I like, love therapy with you. 
It's my favorite thing that we do together because no matter what happens in therapy, literally no matter what, we can't, this has happened. This is not even an exaggeration. We'll go two weeks without even speaking. And we go into therapy and just sit in front of this poor, poor, very kind woman and fight and argue in front of her for 40 minutes. And then we leave. And before we leave, the woman's like, well, I hope you guys are leaving with something to think about. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys will have an easier time between now and next week. We'll see you soon. And Kenneth and I go out into the hallway and we're like, <sighs> glad that's behind us. <laughs> and everything's fine. Nothing is accomplished. It's just everything's fixed. But we went to... Candace's therapist a couple weeks ago or whatever. And she was like, Casey, Candace tells me you've got a lot in your mind. Why don't you go ahead and share? And then I just started talking until Candace physically said, Casey, stop. We only have two minutes left. You talked for like literally 41 minutes. Don't ask me what my problems are unless you want to hear them. It's not that. It's like your problems, yes, you can go deep and deep and deep and deep and deeper into the problems. It's that you love to talk, even in the morning when I'm like, I can't even see because my eyes aren't in focus well, that's yet. That's different. And you want to talk to me. But it's different and in you, the morning. And you talk and you use long, complicated sentences. And then instead of being like, the table is white, you're like, so there's this table and it's rectilinear, but really it's like, you know, it's made with this particle board underneath and it has four legs. But anyway, let me tell you about this table. And it's like, shut I don't think, Honey, up. I don't think rectilinear is a word. It is. It's an SAT word. You didn't take the SAT, so you wouldn't know. I ain't got no high school. My grandmother's dead, too. You want to talk about that? (laughs) That's very different, and don't make me laugh. It's not funny that she's passed. It's that you're funny. Oh, God. And plus, the morning's different. I don't try to talk to you all the time. I just like to talk to you in the morning because it's the only time you can't run away because you're too tired and you're in bed under the blankets, and I know you don't have any clothes on and you don't want to go out into the living room. Mm. So I can just sit there and let you have it, and you won't do anything because you can't go away. It's so bad. And you try to look at your phone. <laughs> or, I, or cover myself with a pillow. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the day. Do you think we can share about how we drug our child or do you think people will judge us for that? Oh, people will judge, but I don't care. We started drugging Francine. It's not drugging. We have a problem with Francine. There, there is a behavioral problem with her that we thought was bad parenting for a long time, but it's not. The child is hyperactive. <laughs> Until 11, 11.30 midnight, which is fine. And it was really annoying for us and really annoying for me when you go out of town because I'm the one that has to like, I have no nights. Like my nights are just trying to corral her and like put her into bed. Um, Can I give additional context? Sure. Okay. She doesn't go to sleep. She never has that since she was brought home from the hospital. Mm -hmm. And Candace and I both, neither of us work nights. Like we're very fortunate and lucky in the fact that we get home from work usually between like five and seven. So we have our whole nights with the kids, just us. And we have tried, I, th- we think we've, I think we've exhausted everything you can try with Franny. We've done sleep training. We've done... Cry it out. Cry it out. We've like walking tried her locking back to her, her bed in a million there. times. Yeah, we've walked, we've done all that. We like work hard to wear her out, including like taking her swimming and running for hours. And it's the same thing every night. She's dead tired from 5 until 7, like barely can keep her eyes open, but not enough to fall asleep. And then at 7.30, she wakes up, and she does not get tired again until after 11. But it's not not tired. It's like, let's have a dance party. Okay, Google, play trolls. Like, yeah. jumping, puts on a costume. She's, Candace she, is not being metaphorical at all. She like, cannot Literally, sit still. high energy. So what that means, what that means for 
the kid is that then in the morning we have to wake her up. She doesn't wake up on her own, and she's miserable and miserable and crying until she like goes. A rag doll. Shows up at school with like red eyes and messy hair because she's been crying and is frustrated. It's a miserable thing. It's not good for the kid, and it's really unhealthy for us because it means when we get home from work, just dealing with the kid literally until the kid falls asleep, and then we go to sleep. Yeah, or we'd fall asleep before her. Okay, so now Candace has been giving us a coffee. So melatonin. So there's another kid. What's melatonin? I don't know. It's just something called... Is it like an actual pharmaceutical or is it like no, a homeopathic? No, it's homeopathic something. I don't know if it's a chemical or a hormone or Okay, something. and we did talk to our pedi- What? Well, yes, the pediatrician said it's fine. She said it's fine. And honestly, I think it's a good deal for everybody because we just do like bloop, bloop from the eyedropper, which is like one-tenth of what the recommended dose is, and then we mix it in strawberry milk. So for her, the kid, it's just a win-win, but it's we give it to her every night at 7 o'clock, and by 8 o'clock, she's like, Mommy, I'm tired. And she's so sweet. And she's so nice about it. And she's like, I want to go to sleep. And then she's like, will you hold my hand? And she's like, calm. There's no crying. There's no kicking. There's no smacking. Like, she smacks me sometimes when I'm she's screaming. hyperactive. And then oh she just God. falls asleep on her own, and we've like say goodnight, sweetheart, and kiss her on the forehead. She falls asleep like a normal human. And last night we watched a movie. Yeah, and every other night. God, it's amazing. It's amazing. Although last night I passed out. It's amazing. We do it, and now we have like a normal life. And more mm-hmm. importantly, Franny wakes up before even it's her wake-up time. Like this morning she woke up a half an hour before she needed to wake up. And then she was like happy and chipper. We made breakfast together, and she went to school good. It's, melatonin has fixed all of our problems in life. Mm-hmm. Good parents. Yeah. Great parents. I don't think we'll have to use it forever. I think that no, no, maybe no. when she's like 18, 19, we just kill it. Yeah. This is like a no more than a 10 or 15 year plan, mm-hmm. but it's it's yielding results. Right. You know? And when and when she starts to like grow hair on her chest, we might, mm, might yeah, curb but, it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, her voice has gotten significant. <laughs> How far Signif- can we go? <laughs> significantly deeper since we started giving her an eyedropper of melatonin. She's so nice and tired. Although last night was pretty funny. Candace and I were having a pretty intense meeting about schedule. What the hell are we talking about at the cat? The work? Something. Something with work. Really intense. Both laptops open, arguing over dates, times, money, the stuff married people do. And all of a sudden I just stopped and I said, I looked up at the TV and I realized mm-hmm. Netflix had been off for like 20 minutes and mm-hmm. it was just silent. And I turned again and I was like, where's our daughter? And she had sunken so far between the couch <laughs> cushions. <laughs> all you could see was her nose and some blonde hair sticking out and she would just sound asleep. Oh, I know. She's such a sweet girl. I think what people who don't have kids don't realize is that when kids are like frustrated or tired or any of those things, it affects your relationship with them. Oh my God, yeah. I, I legit hated Francine for her entire second and third year of her life. Well, that's when we were doing, those were the great sleep battles of 2016, 2017. I couldn't do Where every night starting at 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. it would be war in the Neistat house between Candace and Franny. Screaming, fighting. And Candace is bigger and stronger, but Francine's significantly smarter. So it was, it was always a battle of wit, and Francine usually won. But yeah, it, was, it, did, it was not, did not do good things for your relationship. So I posted a video today of Joe and I at the Super Bowl, and for, for those of the boys and girls at home who don't know, Joe's my very best friend from even before high school. We were kids' kids. We were always friends. It, you know, neither of our parents had a lot of money. Um, we both had comfortable childhoods, nothing to complain about. But we both were like, we did the same thing. 
And then after high school, Joe and I went in such different directions. Like I had a kid and I freaked out and moved to New York. And Joe really like embraced his 20s and had a lot of fun, but was always really responsible financially. And I was irresponsible. So we, now it's been 20 years since high school. And we live dramatically different lives. Like couldn't be more different. But when we're on like a trip like that and it's just the two of us, it's like we're that same. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, like our lives are totally radically different, but we both deal with the same exact things. It, meaning like cross out S-H-I-T and replace it with W-I-F-E. Yeah, although <laughs> I have to say I have never... Joe worships his wife. And you... <laughs> no, <laughs> Where and are I, you going with I, that? I really like you. You're all right. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I'm as as vocal about my how I feel about you as Joe was towards me with his wife. Like I was really taken aback in a positive way. Oh my god! Yeah, like he I don't, likes her. He uh, this is a guy's. They've been married for eleven years, ten years, something like that, and they have three little ones. He's like just berates me with like I've never been more attracted to her. She's never been as hot as she is right now. She's wonderful. Like I, even I texted him and I was like. Her, her birthday was on Tuesday, and I was like, hey, how'd the birthday go? And he's like, she's so laid back. We had a great time. <laughs> you know, like obsessed yeah. with her. And it just, there's no way they don't have the same bullshit to deal with that we have to deal with. I think he's we just, just better. He's just a better person than you are. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, they're both better people. They're just than better people than, than we are. They have far oh more God. appreciation of what they have. God, all we do is fight. Bicker. The funny thing, though, when you get married and have kids is you do join a club, and that club is often um, really well represented in the BuzzFeed 26 texts that only a parent would understand, (laughs) like 26 tweets only a parent would understand. I mean, it means that everybody feels the exact same way. No one's getting laid. The wife's always bitching about the toilet seat being up. The husband's never around enough. It's always the same. It doesn't matter if you're Joe or Kelly or me or you. I was thinking how nice it would be for a marriage if we had separate houses, but right next to each other. That would be great. Think about that. You have keys to my place. I've got keys to yours. Yeah, but where do the kids stay? At your house. Oh. Or we could do that thing like bird nesting where (laughs) it's like I get the the empty house for one week, you get the empty house for one week. Do you think we should have been... Can I ask you about your parents' marriage? Sure. Do you think they should have split up? Um, sorry, everybody who knows my parents, but yeah, from the outside, yeah, from the inside, outside, yeah, but I'm not them, so who knows? I understand. But as a child, I used to wish for them to be divorced. Well, I ask that because I look at your parents and I am so impressed at how they've endured Mm -hmm. because there's, there's, I've witnessed a lot of ups and downs in their relationship. And how they've endured, and I'm able to sort of extrapolate how, you know, that they've, they've endured for a very long time. And I admire so much of that in them because I don't think that there's anything more romantic or true in life than like actually sharing the entirety of your life with somebody. That to me is like the holy grail. But I'm also a really big subscriber of the perspective that is like, if you're unhappy, you have an obligation to change your life till you find happiness. But sometimes changing your life doesn't mean walking away from something. I totally. 
But I look at, so my parents. Well, can I just talk about my parents for a second? Yeah. The thing with my parents' relationship, and actually, like, light bulb moment, maybe this is the same for every relationship. Uh-uh. In my parents' relationship, there are four people, not. Is your mom going to be so mad that we talked about her? I don't know. She's a wonderful woman. There's four people in their relationship. Okay. There's good June, bad June, good Stanley, bad Stanley. And when good June and good Stanley are both in the relationship at the same time, they're great. They're fun. They're funny. They're, they've been together for 50 years, whatever. When either bad June or bad Stanley comes into the relationship, it's like miserable. When bad June and bad Stanley are in the relationship, War. I don't want to be anything, any, anywhere around them. I want to be miles and miles and miles and thousands of miles away, and I wish they would just get a divorce, even at this age, and they're like 60 and 70. Okay. So from afar, I've been able to witness and experience your parents' situation, but then I also have my own parents' situation, which is just like, I don't... I think my parents had a a good enough thing. Like, it was so far from perfect, but it's like, was more good than bad of a relationship that lasted them the 20-whatever years that they were married. Then they got a divorce. And now they've been divorced for 20 years. And in the last 20 years since they've been divorced, my dad's found a new life. He's married. And he's found a kind of happiness that I don't think he could have ever found with my mother. You know? And my mom's done, done well too. But the point is, like, I, I look at that and I so appreciate that they had the gumption and my dad had the guts to say, you know what, I'm whatever, how old he was, 45, I'm 50 years old, I'm going to start life over. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, he found happiness. Right. But they had to, but in order for him to find that happiness, he had to give up on that thing that I appreciate so much, which is that, that endurance, that sticking with it. So I don't know, I often ask myself, like, I think the dream is for you and I to be together until we're really old people, and then they can, like, make one of those YouTube videos about, like, Look how cute these two really old people are together. And we like... And like when you die, I die like 15 minutes totally, later. totally, yeah. And we like giggle and stuff. And I, I try to touch your 85-year-old boobs in the video. <laughs> and you think that's funny. You will do that. I know I will. <laughs> and you'll think that's funny. And everybody will be like, ah. But then also, I think like, what if shit gets real bad? Like what if when the kids move out of the house, you do that thing that like, you're like mom at home and I'm still working so you start working out a lot and you get real thin and then you start dating your trainer and then I bust you guys because I like go to the same gym and I'm like oh my god look what she's doing over there with 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 you really think a trainer is gonna mm. make out with a 60 year old woman mm. mm-hmm. hot 60 year old woman yeah and you won't be 60 you will be 60 yeah how old will I be when Franny's 18 at least 60 75 yeah, probably closer to 75. <laughs> <laughs> but what if things get really bad? Like, are you more like your parents, which is at endure at all costs? Or are you like my dad, where it's like, look, let's be smart here. And we're not, we haven't been happy for a while. Let's see if we can find, hap- let's find happiness elsewhere. Who knows? Who knows is the only answer to that. But it is, it's something but that I think about. When when you and I came very close to breaking up after Franny was born. Wait, when did we come close to you moved was, out. Was I a part of that? Yeah. When I went to school? N- oh, no. What? It was f- when you moved out for like three weeks and I like called a mediator to try and figure out how we were going to split up everything. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the point of this. Oh, 
can't say something I wanted like that to, without having a No, I Kim wanted is. to, I didn't, I was scared of being alone, mm. but I was also like super calm, like, okay, this is what I have to do. I cannot be happy with him. I have to move on and I'm going to, it's going to be scary. And the scariest part is like starting over. Where am I going to live? What am you I going to do? This far? You moved out. I know. I was seeing somebody else, but she was I'm sure you special. did. I, 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 I don't her. doubt you I had a little temporary her. thing. I think about her every day. <laughs> anyway, the one thing that kept me mm. I know what was, it was the kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I just peed a little bit. That's, that's so funny. That's what I thought. But I didn't want Franny to grow up with separated parents. Mm. But who knows how I'll feel when they're both out of the house. I also don't know what, what after going through all those motions, including literally speaking to a lawyer, I don't know what made me go back. What, to I think me? it was my mom, actually. I thought you wanted to get back together. Only because my mom kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Oh. oh. I mean, no, I was <laughs> At that moment, I was really, really like, I had made the shift in my mind that this wasn't going to work and you hated me and I hated you and like, we're never going to be happy together. And so let me be the brave one and just do this. Mm. And then my mom reminded me that like, well, you've broken up every year for 10 years and you're still back together and you have a kid together, and you can go through this whole divorce, and I guarantee you in a year you'll be back together. So why don't you just figure it out right now? I'm all about it. I'm trying to get that palimony. How does that work? Uh, I think it's whoever makes more money. Shit. Yeah. All right. You better pick up the pace, girl. I'm trying. As soon as you figure out how to make a lot of money, I am out. (laughs) 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 I want that child support. Who gets child support? Whoever takes care of the children. Well, I'm definitely taking care of the kids. Why? Because I'm trying to get that paper. Oh. It's taking a very drastic turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Separately but not separately, I watched um, Architectural Digest home tour with Wiz Khalifa. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. They wanted to do that for us. No way they're coming into our yeah. house. Those people have like mansion houses. What are they going to do in our house? This is a kitchen this is my bedroom here, and this is Francine's room. Just pan, yo, pan right. Yo, thanks, Architectural Digest, <laughs> for coming by. First of all, Wiz Khalifa has a weed bar in his house. Cool. Okay, but that's not why I'm bringing it up. Why I'm bringing it up is, like, so much of his house, including him picking that house, was because he thought it would be the perfect house for his little kid. Mm. And it was like, he was so sweet about it. That's cute. And how it was built. Amazing. yeah. And he lives where your parents live. Does he? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's where all the celebrities live in Mucho California. Mucho celebrities there. Yeah. In the in yeah. I'm getting a little bit excited about moving there. To California. Mm-hmm. Why? How do you? How come you're not a lot of bit excited? I'm still nervous about the house. Hmm. Like, aren't you excited about your parents and your family and? Yeah, you ask, all, but that's but that's what I'm excited about. We have a thread. We have a an, uh, a group chat where we share pictures of the kids. And all those texts from my sister and my brother with his baby and his, his baby mama. And they're all like, oh, can't wait to see you in California. That doesn't make you sad? It makes me so sad. No? Uh, no, it makes me excited. Not sad, though? No, why You've never I be even sad? seen your nephew. It's okay. You've never seen his big blue eyes. He's only a baby once. Babies are all the same. That's true. No. I, I'm, maybe there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. because I, like, fixate and I have major major anxiety like 
sweating anxiety. About being around your... No. When I think about how there's no closet space (laughs) in that. And I don't have a lot of stuff. I mean, like, for our medicine, there's no medicine cabinets I thought you said you build one. Yes, they're all overcomable things, but that's that's like a roadblock to my 100% excitement. Okay, about but you it. see, I'm talking about and sharing how I'm enthusiastic about being near family and getting to see your sister and your parents, and you're saying you're stressed out because the there, even though there will be, there isn't currently a medicine cabinet yeah. in a fictional house that you don't actually live in. Mm-hmm. Mm. You hit the nail on the head. You need to sp- <laughs> see your therapist more than I once know. a week, and I will stop coming <laughs> so you guys can have more quality time. You know, Scott, Scott's my brother-in-law. Scott texted me this morning, sharing with me the snow report at Mammoth. Aww. Because he's headed up there, and he's like, next, next, next year when you're here, we're going to get some, ski time, some serious ski time in. So cute. Except for this is the year where they're getting the best snow. Who knows next year? Who knows? Probably won't even get the best snow. Probably not even any snow. No. And we're just sitting here podcasting in the basement of New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Freezing outside. Uh. Not even California. Okay, you ready to take some Twitter questions? Yeah. <sighs> Coming from Natalie, is the reason Casey doesn't like doing the podcast because he's more honest than on the vlogs? Is he scared of us knowing the real him and being put in his in his human place by his badass wife? The question of that question that I'd like to answer is why am I the obstruction to doing the podcast more often? And I think I kind of answered that before with my dig- ditch digging reference. I don't know, Casey. I mean, it just depends on your mood. Like sometimes you're fine laying it all out there. Sometimes you're just not in the mood. And when you're not in the mood to do something, you can't pivot. It's kind of like everything in life with us. Like you get mad at me, you can't Mm. sort of push through it and be like, all right, let me just get over it. You like get up and walk out or you don't talk or you say, I can't talk to you about this. We have to wait to talk to the psychiatrist. It's the same with the podcast. Like, you are the barrier to us doing this. Mm. I can't just turn it on. Well, maybe you should talk to somebody about that. No, I got to be there. I got to be ready. <sighs> Next question. Zombie Crip wants to know, when's the divorce? Ha, 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 That's so funny. That's funny. My boyfriend and I are nearing our five-year anniversary. We're both turning 22 year- this year. Whoa. Whoa. How should we, in your expert opinion, celebrate? Uh, I mean... I would try sleeping with other people. Yeah, I know. Like, clearly you don't need to spend more time with each other. Um, I have to say, I'm about to say something very controversial. Should I say it using euphemisms or speak from the heart? Speak from the heart. I think, I'm going to say it using euphemisms. I think that there is something very positive about settling down with someone who has had at minimum the same level of romantic experiences as you've had. Does that make sense? Yeah, but if they've been dating since they were 18, well, the, 17. I'm, I'm, I'm issuing caution to them. Oh. Because I know people, I don't know that many people, but I know some one person in particular who married her husband and she had never been with another man in her entire life and he had. Who? It, your mother. <laughs> and it's been the source of resentment for 50 years. I don't know about that. No? On whose part? I, you're the one who told me this story. I didn't say that she was resentful that she didn't sleep with other people. I, you did. You said those exact no, words. You I, even talked about a cruise ship where you tried to set her up with another man. What, what are, are you, you talking, talking about? about? <laughs> Jeez. I don't even know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> was I on drugs when I was no. telling you this story? You said the one time your parents were like in a big fight on a break after something had happened with the two of them and you guys were on a, you went for a cruise ship together and you and your sister tried to convince your mom to be with another guy because there's a guy on the cruise ship that liked her. <laughs> I don't remember. You told me all of this. I don't remember that. Okay. Genesis mother notwithstanding. Okay. I just think that if, for example, I had never been with anyone else in my life but Candace, I think it'd be and very... I just... I've basically been with half of America. Half of America. And at least 10% of South Africa. Yeah, and at least, at least. We haven't even gotten into Southeast Asia. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be difficult for me. Yeah. And I think, I think that to these 18-year-olds who've been together for five years, I wish you the best of luck. But am I making any sense here, No, but if you're in New York, you should come and get one of those Billy bracelets. We're taking appointments now. That's what really cute. What does that have to do with well, anything? Should they say, what should they do to commemorate I'm, their I'm fifth? I'm saying they should sleep with other people. And maybe it's not that complicated. Maybe they're just asking if they should have a chocolate or a vanilla milkshake for their anniversary dinner. That's true. God. The show's called Couple Therapy, but I just want to be super clear. Neither of us are in any position to be giving any advice to anyone. Do another <sighs> one. Uh, I've got a question that I really want to do, but I just don't want to put it out there in front Let of you. Let me see. Nope. What is it? It says, are you guys going to get another dog? Yes. I just don't think... I. Here's the thing. No one wants a dog more than me. That is a lie, because if you did, then you'd get one. We don't have an apartment for a dog. We don't have a house for a dog. I will not have a... This is coming from a girl who used to lock her poodle in a 400-square-foot apartment, and it would shit on the floor every day. Not just for like once or twice, for its entire 14 years of existence. You wouldn't even walk her. That is not true. Every day you woke up and walked her? How many days? You know how many time, no, many at night time? we did our walks. Yeah. She was super happy. Yeah, that's only because she can't speak no English. She can't say, Mom, <laughs> get me out of this fucking room. It wasn't even an apartment. It was a room. She used to just shit on the floor. That's not true. Where'd she poop, Candace? She was trained on a wee-wee pad. Where was that wee-wee pad? On the floor. <laughs> that's like I just so that's my that's the thing that I struggle with is my constant desire to have a dog who would be my best friend versus I just don't think it's okay to have a dog unless you can provide that dog with the life that it deserves. Okay. What I, about but, dogs that are going to be put to sleep if you don't take well, them? Well, then that's different. I you know I want to rescue all the dogs. That's the dream. Get a farm with all the dogs. That was my dream. No, no, no. Yes. No, I said it don't, first. Don't steal my dreams. Farm, Texas, all the dogs. That is absolutely Austin, my dream. Outside of Austin. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. My wife and I, we've been married for six months. Okay, here we go. We're moving to New York City in three weeks from Nashville. Moving into a studio apartment. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Any general tips on how to make the adjustment as smooth as possible? Our entire dating life, we both had studio apartments. Don't cook fish. <laughs> when Candace and I very first started dating, I Casey thought... Casey supr- cooked fish. <laughs> He'd surprise me with dinner in my studio apartment and cooked fish. And all the of, entire place smelled all of for clothes. three days and I didn't talk to him. Don't. So, Mark, first piece of advice, don't cook fish. Here's the thing that people who don't live in New York City will learn when they do move to New York City Unlike places like Nashville or Austin or Houston or LA where you go to somebody's house to hang out. where It doesn't you, happen here. It doesn't happen. Your, your house is not a home. It's just a place for you to live. It's a place for you to shower, a place for you to store your stuff, and a place for you to sleep. You are going to eat out every single night. You're going to leave the apartment and go for coffee. You're not going to make coffee at home. Every, everything like... 
No, I know, but you know what I mean. I know what like, you mean. you're so right. It's everything just happens a, it's outside not a place of your to studio. Be. It's just a place to live. You're not going to hang out there. Okay, but even so, advice for people moving here. They don't know anybody that lived here. Figure out how to give each other space, yeah. right? Schedule, schedule your mornings. Like we have, we have, Candace and I, well, I mean, we have two kids, but we have an apartment, not like a studio. It's like a real apartment. And even, I still feel like we're on top of each other all the time. Like when I need to brush my teeth and you lock the door for your 45 minute morning session. I always, I have explained to you, I do not like to be interrupted when I'm beginning my morning routine. Yeah. So there's that. <sighs> also, don't bring a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. You don't need anything in the city. Just bring your dop kit and a fresh t-shirt. Yep. Basically. Miserable, and then welcome to the welcome to the what's it called? Welcome to the Thunderdome. Um, okay, how do you keep things spicy, Connor? I appreciate the question. There's no spice. <laughs> <laughs> There's no spice. We are white bread. Casey, Casey doesn't Don't even get into drink. This, please, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, we do, I can't we even have, <laughs> force you to have spice. We ain't got no spice. That's we are. Sad. We are a room temperature bowl <laughs> of melted vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's so sad. Oh man, do you drink less now that you have kids? Yeah, you drink less. I never. I was never much of a drinker. I was. Um, this is a fun one. Nico asks, "Was there a point in your relationship when you knew you could just marry each other?" My answer to that, Nico, is I'm still not sure. <laughs> there's still just so much. Un- the kids made it easier, but there's so much uncertainty. You're not going to chime in on that. To, no, to I agree. Well, it's hard. The older you get. The harder it is to commit to anything, I think. Okay, um, Ms. underscore Vic, how has your life changed with a second child as opposed to just one? Having one kid is like having a really nice handbag or a really dope pair of Yeezys. It's like you have a cool accessory that was probably an accident. But when you have two, it's like a really deliberate choice to have a family. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. So it feels real now that we have two versus when we just had one kid, it was like, I think we were still, I mean, obviously I'm being facetious when I say it's like having an accessory, but it was like, we were still hanging on to so much of our life, our lives pre-kid, mm-hmm. but with a kid. So we're like adults without children, but we happen to have a kid. Yeah. And now with two kids, it's like, no, no, no. We have like signed on the dotted line. We are now a family and a couple with yeah. children and parents. I do not feel cool at all anymore. <laughs> You're so cool. I think you're cool. I know you think I'm cool. That's so crazy. (laughs) I do think you're cool. (sighs) Natasha Day something. Do you plan to travel with the girls like you did with your son? I don't think so. No. I don't think Candace would let me. Mm -mm. Because Owen was a boy. And Owen's mom, God bless her, was always super open-minded about me running away with the kiddo and taking him to Africa or Vietnam and riding motorcycles and stuff like that. But... He was also kind of like a tough boy who had a really messed up child or like early childhood, and which I think sort of afforded us that kind of like willingness or toughness to do on trips. But I don't think the girls, you would never let me like take no Francine way. to France for a week. No. You want to know something so sweet? Hmm. Look at this text that Owen sent me. He is so good. Look at, look what he sent me. Look at this. Read this aloud. We should go on a video adventure sometime soon. I miss those. Aww. Aww. Owen, we would every, at least once a year, Owen and I would take a big fun trip and we would always try to make a movie about it. And we haven't because he's in college. He's all grown up now. 
But then he texted me and said, we should do a trip and make a movie about it. Mm -hmm. I would love that. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Maybe take him to Hawaii? Hawaii? Hawaii. Any more questions or we call it a wrap? I feel like we have to end on a really satisfying question. I believe this is from a young lady. How do I not give a shit like Candace? She's so free-spirited. Go. Spend your whole life getting the shit kicked out of you. (laughs) Rejected. Beat up. And then... Metaphorically. Unless somebody beat you up, right? I don't have to go kick some ass. Nobody beat me up. I don't know. You just... It takes time. Because I think that if you're 20-year-olds and you're 20s, you're 20s... 20 years old and you're like, I don't give a fuck. That's like, come on. Yeah. You sound like an asshole. But if you're 40 years old and I'm like, I don't give a fuck because I've already spent my life caring and now I just don't anymore. That's fair. Like you've earned it. That's a really rational answer. That's rational. It's not, maybe not the most inspirational. No, because there's truth to that. She's right. Like, so when you see young people that don't give a shit, the truth is like, 20 year old Casey didn't know shit Mm -hmm. and it's just like us now when we see people like your parents I'm sure they look at us being like they don't know anything Mm -hmm. I'm sure they scoff at our stupid disagreements and stuff like that because they know so much more than us but yeah I think it's the reason why you can go through life not giving a shit is because you've experienced enough to know what matters and what doesn't matter right when I started Finn, I didn't know any better. It wasn't that I didn't give a shit. It was that, like, I was just confident that I could figure it out on my own. It wasn't, like, um, an indifference. It was more like a a motivation to do things without people telling me how to do it. But that's very different than, like, DGAF, which is just rude. Just rude. All right. Um... That is it for this week's podcast of Couples Therapy with Candace and Casey. Casey, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my what did I do now? heart for joining me today at this table. Thank you for having me today. And it's always, uh, um, we're going to be gone next week. Yep. Um, but we'll be right back the week after. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as always... Be sure to like and subscribe. How do you say it in podcast terms? Oh, no. Who told me that, that what you should do is say, if you like it, tell at least one person to listen to it also. If you like it, tell at least one person also to listen to it on Twitter. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Also, I want to say, I don't know what this means yet, but a huge congratulations to the team at Anchor. Anchor is the podcasting company that we use to put this podcast out. Um, it's also, if you're curious about doing podcasts, I highly recommend you do it on anchor cause they make it super easy to monetize and they're cool and they make it, they're just great, great people, but their whole company was just bought by Spotify, which I, I don't know what that means. I hope it means awesome things for the spot podcasting community. Um, I'm sure it means great things for the awesome team at anchor, but big congrats to anchor. And if any of you at home are considering getting into the podcasting universe definitely check out anchor they make it super easy and super great okay don't forget to five star us and um do all that stuff and find us where podcasts are found why does are every, you done why does every podcast say that like of course they know how to find us otherwise are you done how do you you must how does the rest of your body get oxygen <laughs> i see you guys next week